Hello, everybody. So this is the Crutches and Spice podcast. I'm here with Tito Quevedo, or Carlos Quevedo, depending on how much he likes you. Um, you know him from his terrible food opinions, his lovely radical friendship tweets, and for him changing his name every two seconds on Twitter. Tito, hello. Hey, what's going on, y'all? How you doing? So, Tito and I know each other because he's my boyfriend. We met on Twitter. Um, he slid into my DMs, and I will... Re- <laughs> don't go- really? Don't look at me really? Like that. Really? You, you, are, you, are, you just gonna start off lying to the people. Alright, I slid into his, his DMs. Uh, I regret nothing. Um, yeah. We met on disabled Twitter. Although, you don't really, you're not really a big part of disabled Twitter. Nope. Nope. No. They, they don't they don't like me they like you they just don't know you <laughs> <laughs> they do they just don't know you yet so it's very difficult for them mm-hmm. so yeah i mean how did it start from your perspective since i seem to be wrong well three years ago uh i really started actively using twitter and you know as i've told you you were actually one of the first accounts that I followed. And what I really appreciated was, here was this disabled person who was confident and steadfast in who they were. And in only a way that other disabled people can understand, it wasn't in a, I'm trying to inspire abled people way it was, I'm doing this for other disabled people. Well, I do try. And I mean, yeah, it was it was a little hard because I initially started with that type of mentality, but it didn't quite work out, you know? It just felt so false. So it, it is pretty gratifying to hear you say that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I... Uh, the part of Twitter, I, I navigate in mostly uh, black or what you would call blurred Twitter spaces. And I probably found you as a byproduct of all of that. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if I found you because of um, Don Gibson, who you also know, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, like, and I've told you, it's because of you that I even started talking about my own disability and experience as a disabled person because while I talk about interpersonal relationships and emotional intelligence up until recently, I hadn't really talked about it fully and openly with the, okay, I'm disabled though, caveat with it. I talked about it as the quote-unquote average person not realizing that uh, how much my disability informed everything that I did and everything that I was because until Twitter, I wasn't allowed. It's like you're not allowed to be a disabled person or acknowledge that part of yourself. Yeah, it's. I find it's very difficult to like come to terms with who you are as a disabled person just because... It rings so... Either you're made into an inspiration or you're the bitter, angry, disabled person. And there's no in between. There's no nuance to who you are. 
Um, but I'm glad you found me. I mean, you're pretty cute. <laughs> well, you're you're not so bad yourself. Well, but, thank you. But like, yeah, it's, and I guess one thing, and I think I've told you this too, but that I realized I didn't do without doing it was I would very intentionally not talk about my disability or tell people that I was disabled because as soon as you tell someone something like that, they define every interaction with you by that. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, oh, they're having a bad yep. day. And, yep. Or they're just angry because yep. they're just disabled. But yep. And today we're actually going to talk about a very specific part about being disabled, um, which is dating while disabled and then knowing that, like, even though we haven't discussed marriage, we just know that we can't get married, period. Yeah. yeah. Just because of healthcare and mm-hmm. bullshit like that, it's yep. yeah, yeah. Because they they'll be like, all right, who makes more money? All right, so now you get a cut of their check. Yeah, good times, good times. That, that that's a that's a fun discussion at the table. So, uh, hey baby, you got my money? <laughs> what money? What money you talk about? <laughs> I listen. I spent all my money on coats and boots. <laughs> It is sweater weather. Um, but no, I mean, I remember when we started dating, you said to me, uh, like, you were, you kept saying to me, like, we could never get married. Yeah. Like, just not even entertaining the idea. And from my advocacy, I knew this fact. I just knew that, the, that this was a fact. And so many other disabled people have said, you know, I've gotten married and I lost all my health care. Or... I wanted to get married, but I'm afraid that I will lose everything that I've worked for in terms of my Medicaid, my Medicare, whatever. And, you know, it's a terrifying idea. And as somebody that works with a disability, you know, I make enough for myself, but that's it. Like, mm-hmm. I make enough for my myself and my student loans, which is like taking care of another child. So, or a child. I don't, I don't Well, yeah, that's, you know... The interesting thing that you you learn as you get older and if you have previous experience with marriage and long-term relationships is, you know, love is great, but love don't pay the bills, man. Yeah. You know, you can care for someone, you can love them as intentionally as you want to, but at the end of the day, man, we live in a capitalistic system. And if there's no money... And if there's no peace about money, you're going to spend a lot of your marriage arguing and fighting about it. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, and and that's the thing is when when you get into into a relationship with anyone, obviously you don't just want to uh, start thinking ahead all the time. But when you get to a certain age, you don't want to waste people's time either. Yeah, and I feel like dating with a disability, too, it adds that extra layer of that, you know. It's not that, you know, I don't think, I think dating in and of itself is not a waste of time. Um, But knowing what you're getting into can be kind of jarring sometimes because a lot of times people think about the theory of disability in the world, not really the reality of it. Um, And then two disabled people dating each other can be kind of, it can be kind of difficult sometimes, and 
um, this is one of the very serious factors that comes into it. Um, and you were married before, like, so you know how these money issues come up. Yep, because we, you know, I went to the to the Social Security and was was asking them for more money. They were like, oh, you want more money? Have a kid. <laughs> they, they literally said, if you want more money, have a kid. But if I had a kid, that's where that money would go. Like, I don't, you know. Um, and, then, and then also the realities of, like, disabled parenting. This, You know, the stories that you hear of, like, not just health, sexual health care being inaccessible to disabled people, but people's children's schools are inaccessible. Um, daycares are inaccessible. Like, it's just a mess. And also, daycare costs, like, a thousand a month. And that's if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, like I said, when, when it comes to dating someone and being in a relationship with someone, you know, when we talk about um, accessibility for disabled people, you think of, like, opening a door or a ramp. But there are so many intangible day-to-day life things that people take for granted that are inaccessible to us. Like, relationships... And romance are often inaccessible simply because we don't have the money to get around or move about or, you know, you don't, you can't really offer someone anything on monetarily. So why would you be in a relationship with someone? Because capitalism also teaches you, you know, if you're poor, I don't care what it is, you don't deserve it. Yeah. And also just, you know, like you were saying with, the logistics of it all just you know you need money for an uber you need money for paratransit and then if you have paratransit will it come on time or three yep. hours late or will your yep. uber will will your uber driver look at you and then drive away yep. um that has happened to me several times um yeah so in order for even just for the relationship to work with one disabled person and one able-bodied person there has to be a lot of lucky shit that happens <laughs> like with us the reason this works is because I am staying with someone who has kind of a, allowed me to, you know, they don't really require much of me as far as money goes. Like I give them a little bit, but I, I don't really give them that much. And plus, you know, they they do stuff like they bring me to the, the train station so I can go to Philly. Like they, they help me out immensely. And it's because of them that I live four hours away from here. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff working in our favor just for this relationship itself to work. And even if it, this relationship, you know, it's so hard just to get this relationship to work, even with the lucky parts, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like, I don't want anybody to think that it's easy. Like we both have different medical needs, which means that we're exhausted at different times and, Mm -hmm. or, you know, we just like we can't. We don't have the energy to like get out of bed. Yeah. Um, and people don't. I feel like if I were in a relationship with a non-disabled person, I'd have to explain that. I'd be like, listen, today is not the day when I go outside. Tomorrow might be, maybe. Well, someday. and even now, like I knew, like I know this is your. This is your time of the day as far as energy. If you don't get it done at this time in the day, you're not going to do it. As soon as the sun goes down, that's it. <laughs> it's my bewitching hour. Yeah. He knows me so well, it's very disturbing. But, you know, like, 
we're both kind of like that because, you know, you have other things going on that make it difficult for you to, you know, stay awake and stuff. And then there's like the stigma of us going out together, you know, what, you know, one disabled person out alone is just a disabled person. Two is like a prayer circle. Somebody's going to find us eventually. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, it's basically like, I know when I was married, I dealt with a lot of, uh, people pulling you to the side and being like, you, you're with her. How? And they, they would, they, in their minds, they would think that they're complimenting you. Yeah. But what they're really doing is essentially saying, Oh, your wife is so nice to to marry this disabled person. (laughs) So now when it's two disabled people, it's like, wait, what exactly can the two of you do for each other? Like what? Yeah. You know, I do see sometimes when we go out to restaurants, I do see like our waitress or waiters or wait staff's face look Mm -hmm. at us and they're like, which one of them is the pity date? I don't know. Yeah. It's so interesting because you're like. I want to crack up half the time, but also I'm like, this is just sad just for people to think that, you know, like just going out with somebody who is disabled is it pitying. Yeah. And then one of the things that, um, that I tell, I tell all my friends, particularly when it comes to dialysis is don't ever not talk to me or not come to me with a problem because you, you're thinking about my medical issues. Please don't do that. Yeah. Like if if your if your thought process is oh he's tired today let me not bother him I appreciate that but if your thought process is oh he 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 has dialysis let me not ever bother him no give me normalcy yeah give me the normalcy of come to me with your problems let's be friends and it's the same thing with you like let's be a couple let you know it just works differently sometimes you're tired sometimes I'm tired sometimes we both tired <laughs> it's just the the figuring it out and being like giving each other the reassurance of kiss on the cheek I'm gonna leave you alone I understand yeah and you know? I think that your point with friends gets to this idea of like Oh, they have it so much worse. Yep. I don't I don't do that. I don't ever nope. Mm-mm. And my friends do that too. They're like, well, I just don't want to come to you with my problems because you have it so much. I'm like, I I have it bad sometimes, but when have I ever told you or anyone I have it worse? Yeah. Never. And never it, it makes it feel it makes you feel like a litmus test for their own problems. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, like you could still like everybody's yep. entitled to their problems. Yeah. So frustrating. So, like, when you started dating, you told me, like, all of the issues up front. Like, we were just, yeah. we were very clear with each other. Yeah. Like, this is how I am. Yeah. yeah. And this is how. Yeah. Like, this is not going to change about me. Yeah. You know? And I, like, and it's hard because when you're dating somebody disabled, like, automatically, as a disabled person, you always want to tell people up front what's going on Mm -hmm. but then also you don't want to it's like a very fine line because you don't want to present yourself as a burden Mm -hmm. either Mm -hmm. um but sometimes like you're made to feel like one Mm -hmm. you know yeah but you know and it's it's kind of like 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 i uh because i would i would talk about you to my friends and i'm like man god she has to say thank you for everything she's so annoying (laughs) i say thank you it's polite (laughs) 
why? Like, why? I don't, I still don't understand why this is such an issue for you. Because, like, every, every little thing I do is just going to be like, thank you. Like, you're talking to a stranger. Like, no! Just, like, just silently take it. No, it's like, what? That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, I'm just polite. Like, I try, I was re- it's just, shut up. But Thank you, kind sir. <laughs> that is not at all how I talk. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of. Sometimes. But it depends on the situation. But I always thank people because I feel like that's that internalized ableism of me feeling like it's a burden to help I, me. I, I don't. I don't, I don't thank people for anything. <laughs> I know. Thank you for doing what you're supposed to do. Wow. Eh? Wow. Gotta, Anyways. Gotta keep them humble. Gonna, gotta keep humble. Going. We're gonna keep going. Um, uh, but yeah, like, it's just that idea of being a burden. And, like, a lot of times marriage is brought up because, you know, when you're married to somebody, that's also a legal, quote-unquote, burden um, that you're take, entering into and things like that. Like their college loans. College, oh my god. You gonna pay my college loans for me, baby? No. Okay. I can't even That's pay fair. I can't even pay my college loans. I'm gonna I'm gonna level up to Elon Musk. I'll take the racism if he pays off my loans. No. Uh, side note, <laughs> apparently Bill Gates is worth one hundred five billion dollars. Can he pay off my student loans? Can he pay off does everything? He need, does he need a sugar baby that walks on crutches? I hey I mean, I don't know if he has Twitter. <laughs> I'll tweet them. I'll see what's up. Um, yeah, so I think that it's very interesting dating somebody else who's disabled. Um, it gives you a lot of insight into yourself in a lot of ways. You know? Yeah, I think um, because, I, like I said, in many ways, it's like looking into a mirror because you know you're gonna hear you're gonna hear another person constantly apologizing you're gonna hear another person constantly needing the reassurance that you're okay that you're having fun with them that you're okay with them that you're satisfied with them and it's it's two people dealing with the idea that they were maybe they weren't told but they were shown that you know romantic love may wasn't even supposed to happen for them oh yeah i mean i remember fantasizing as like a teenager about being married and having kids and you know finding somebody that loved me um uh, and it was just like in the media you just never see yourself and then in the news every time somebody who's disabled gets married is presented as oh look what an angel that non-disabled person is for marrying them Look at what a sacrifice it was for them to be in their life. It's like, well, where is the actual reality of what it means to be either date with a disability or marry with a disability? What does my future look like if I can't see it? Yep. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that was very much my situation of people constantly telling you that, you know, you got lucky. You won the lottery as if I wasn't at home doing laundry, cleaning dishes, cleaning the house, taking the trash out as if I wasn't doing my part. And, you know, to have people on the outside not acknowledge it is one thing, but to have your partner not acknowledging it either, that's when 
it hurts and you're like, yo, do you do know you are marrying a disabled person, right? Yeah. yeah. And that so. must have been such a mind mind bending thing when you're just like, you know, do I matter in this marriage? Or like, do I feel like I can contribute? And like, what is my mm-hmm. contribution? Yeah. You know? Yep. You know, uh, and like I said, I'll never forget when we were already separated for a pretty long time and she calls me and tells me, she goes, you know, I had to do my laundry. I had to clean my room. I had to do this and that. And I was like, she was like, I I didn't realize everything that you did until I had to do it myself. And it's like, well, gee, thanks for nothing. You know? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's been, I I do enjoy being in this relationship. It's been interesting because we're both interesting people. We're both goofy in the same kind of way um, and very sarcastic. Actually, my mom really likes you because of your sarcasm. Um, he met my mom in the most unconventional voice, which we won't go into here. Um, he's rolling his eyes at me, which, fair, but still. Um, so, did you make the conscious decision to date somebody disabled? or? You know what's funny? Um... I was talking to my friend Heather and she was talking about how she was making a real conscious effort to um, date date somebody that was black. And I said, that's how I, I kind of feel that way about trying to consciously disate someone, date someone who's disabled this time. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I wanted more than anything else was I wanted that understanding from jump yeah um like i'm tired (laughs) you know like i don't i don't have time to explain my existence and the idiosyncrasies of my existence constantly to a person and i just was kind of like you know what i yeah i think i need for my next partner to be disabled because I want understanding on that level. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if it was necessarily like wanting to know, um, have that understanding so much as like not being like the inspiration porn in the part of the, like being seen as the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I also just, was sick of um, going out with guys who didn't see me as a serious partner um, and who just saw me as like, oh, like a notch in their belt. Oh, she's a disabled girl. That makes sense. Mm. Check that off my list. Mm. Um, And then, or like, it felt like I've only dated guys that were ready to get so serious so fast. there was one guy that was showing me wedding videos on our dates of Nigerian weddings. Wow. And I was like, it's date three. You need to relax. Wow. Or there was guys that were like, okay, well, I'm not serious at all. This is just for fun. Um, or one guy messaged me was like, I want to cheat on my wife. And I was like, Whoa. I don't run, so I can't run from your wife, so I'm not into this at all. <laughs> <laughs> also, the moral implications, that, that needs to be said. But... Um, <laughs> But, you know, her not knowing. Um, Otherwise, do what you want. But, (laughs) yeah, and I wanted to date somebody disabled because 
it felt to me like I just wanted one last thing to explain, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it was just not, and, and I think it, it, cause I didn't know, I didn't know that you had the same disability I had. Um, so not, not that that's, that that was nice, but it was, you know, it was, but you know, and, and the fact that it worked out to where your, yours affects you on your bottom and mine affects me at my, okay, top. my bottom half, not my bottom, not my ass is not the only thing I'm well, you know, that just it could, it could. I mean, it could, I don't know, but, but yeah, like it was just. Like, I was like, that's like a, that's a sign. Aw. I was like, but yeah, like, it was just nice to be able to um, not really have to have that, like, orientation with somebody. It's nice to be able to skip that and just get to know each other. And the thing is, too, like, I'm, I'm already, and I tell people this all the time, like, you know, I think if it wasn't for my disability, I wouldn't be the emotional, intelligent person that I am. Because I think because of my disability, I make an effort that most people won't because I know what it's like not to have that effort made for me and to want it. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, my disability has given me the ability to like, it's not always great, but I overthink things. And so I try to take things from, like, ten different perspectives before I act upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I try to be observant. I'm not always the best at it, as we can attest. <laughs> but um, I think my disability has made me uh, really graceful and trying to give people the chance to be themselves. Yeah, um, it's fucking annoying. Hey! I try, I try for, I try to, like, I try to understand where people are coming from 90% of the time because... I don't know why. Who does that shit? Because you never know what kind of day somebody's having. Like, unless they're violent or belligerent or racist. I know, I know what kind of day, I know what kind of day I'm having. That's all that matters. (laughs) And I just try to see people as people first. I know it sounds so hokey, especially in the disability rights space where it's like, people first language and... Anyways, that's not the point. But I'm just saying, you know, it's, it makes sense to me to, like, see you and be like, we both have this disability, so, like, let's push that to the side and just get to know each other. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, like I said, it's also been interesting, too, of just, because um, I've only recently kind of learned, like, hey, to tell to tell someone, even platonically, like, hey, my name is Tito, I'm disabled, here's what I need help with, here's what I don't need help with. Like, I did not start doing that until this year, literally. Yeah. You know? And even sometimes I'm like, why are you going so fast? Like, he's like, we are both exhausted, neither one of us can stand up straight. Let's take our time. You know, it's interesting that, you know, no matter how how much older you get, like, you're always growing and learning new things and, you know, helping yourself. And I think coming into your own is, like, a lifelong process. I think people want the idea that you're going to reach this, you know, plateau and be like, I'm all my own. 
and I am so happy to be me and I'm never gonna have to readjust or rethink or retrain myself for anything and that's never true you're always gonna have to reevaluate things um, you're always gonna have to be willing to learn about the world and yourself and it's okay to falter uh, on that journey yeah um and, and like I said I have probably uh, kind of like my 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 last kind of transformative point in my life has been like this past three years like all of my most important um relationships platonic or otherwise have been made online yeah and I met I met all of you or encountered all of you at the same time I just got to know you all at different times yeah he was afraid to talk to me all flirty and such because I was living in Paris at the time I mean, I don't know if afraid is the right word <laughs> so much as uh, hashtag it's just not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> don't let me spin the narrative. Yeah, um, no, let's not, let's not do that. All right, fine, fine. He was just, he just didn't see it happening because I was really embarrassed. But when I got back, I mean, I got back and then we started talking like six months later. Like, yeah, it was it was actually Jessica who had told me because I didn't know. Oh, really? That's yeah. funny. Yeah, Jessica was like, oh, no, I think she's back in the U.S. I said, word. <laughs> That's cute. And then you gave me your number mm-hmm. and then we talked for two weeks mm-hmm. and then I freaked out because I really liked you. Yeah. And then I deleted your shit. You deleted my number. Yeah, I deleted your shit. <laughs> I was like, Tito. And, and then you were like, who is this? I was like, oh, he completely deleted me from his life. You were the one ghosting me. I wasn't ghosting you. I was having a, I was having an internal flip out. And you just couldn't see it. So so ghosting. I But I texted you back. Yeah, like 12 years later. 12 days later. Relax. Like You didn't even like acknowledge my, my comments on Twitter. Like just. No, I freaked out because I liked you too much. That that logic is flawless. <laughs> I didn't say it was flawless. I said it was mine. That's all I said about it. Alright. Okay. Okay. Well, Tito, mm. is there anything you want to plug? Any sort of projects you're working on? Or just things you want to share with the audience? Um... Fuck candy corn. You know what, Rude? Okay, you don't have to... No, no, no. I can't let this stand. What? Candy corn is awesome. Candy corn is... God, God. you like candy corn, pineapple pea... Why the fuck do I date you? Because I have great taste. In what? (laughs) Everything. Candy corn is delicious. You know what? Candy corn on pizza? What if there was, like, a Halloween pizza? I'm leaving. No! (laughs) For the audience at home, he is walking away. (laughs) Um, But anything else you want to plug while you're coming back? Uh, Like we always do about this time. I appreciate you. Thank you for being. I hope you get a chance to feel loved today. Peace. Bye.